I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site. And we share your love for the creative community that surrounds the SCP Wiki. Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. The file you are about to hear has been thoroughly scrutinized by the Ethics Committee and approved by the O5 Council for release to trusted associates of the Foundation. This is SCP Unredacted. Level 2, 6794 classified. Item number, SCP-6794. Object class, Euclid. Special containment procedures. Extant cases of SCP-6794 are currently believed to have been eradicated. Recovered victims of the anomaly are held in a standard biohazardous material containment chamber, and any interaction must be cleared by the on-site HMCL supervisor. Reports of isolated deaths and mangled corpses in the greater Washington state area are to be investigated for possible resurgence. Description SCP-6794 is a virulent, anomalous contagion in the Seattle, Washington area. The source, vectors, and incubation period of the anomaly are unknown. Investigation has discovered that initial victims share close work or social relations implying an aspect of physical proximity to transmission. The anomaly was first classified in March of 2015 with the discovery of the corpse of Alex Hurley. The anomaly begins affecting the human body sometime after initial transmission. Progression is divided into two phases. Phase 1 Victims will notice a slight stiffness in their joints, resulting in inhibited and painful motion. However, this is insignificant enough to usually be dismissed as a muscle ache or cramp. Victims will continue to go about their daily schedules, unwittingly spreading the contagion to other individuals. Victims will also display a desire to remain indoors and an attraction to fire. The relevance of these behaviors is unclear. Victims will send strange, delirious messages to close friends and family via SMS messages or emails, though never in person. See Addendum 6794.3 Phase 1 will last for approximately 1-2 to two weeks, throughout which the level of pain will slowly increase. Phase 2 Victims will fully retreat to a private location, generally their home, but occasionally semi-secluded public areas, such as broom closets or ceiling crawl spaces in their workplace. They will remain there for 1-2 to two hours in silence, unmoving, but shuddering slightly. Minutes before the folding begins, they will remove all their clothes, shoes, and accessories, neatly fold them, and place them nearby. Over the following 12 hours, the victim's body will fold in half, one to four times. The number of folds appears to be related to the proximity to the index case, patient zero. Victims with more folds are higher up in the chain of infection. This process was used to determine the chronological series of infections and locate the index case. See Addendum 6794.1 and 6794.2. The folding process results in massive internal trauma, bleeding, and disintegration of bone tissue. Folding occurs across a center axis. The first axis of folding 
is on the transverse plane across the waist. The second is on the sagittal plane between the legs. Despite the immense pain, no co-workers or neighbors reported any strange noises in the time spans when the victims would have been folding. It is unknown whether victims remain alive through this process, as all victims have been discovered post-mortem. Addendum 6794.1 Victim Logs Full victim logs are available at Rise of File Request. This log represents what is believed to be the primary chain of infection. Victim, Alex Hurley, 12. Relationship to previous victim, not applicable. State of corpse, folded one time across the waist. The cause of death was asphyxiation after the spinal cord was snapped in half along with vertebrae L2 through L5. Location of discovery, inside the ceiling crawl space of Harding Wells Middle School, the body was recovered before decomposition set in. Victim, Sarah Trezun, 31. Relationship to previous victim. Teacher. State of corpse. Folded two times, across the waist, then in half across the spine. The cause of death was massive internal bleeding. Most major bones were shattered inside the body. Location of discovery. Inside a bathtub within the apartment shared with her sister. The bathtub was filled with a few inches of water and 35 scented candles. Authorities were alerted by smoke detectors, sounding for several hours uninterrupted. Victim, Sabrina Trezun, 28. Relationship to previous victim, younger sister. State of corpse. Folded three times, across the waist and half across the spine, presumably in half again twice. Detailed analysis was impossible. Location of discovery. Inside a 2009 Honda Civic registered to the victim, inexplicably, the body was removed from under the hood of the vehicle, pressed between the wheelbase and the engine block, where it would be impossible for the victim to have fit prior to folding. The engine had been running for at least an hour, melting off much of the victim's skin and charring the underlying bone, producing large amounts of smoke. As a result of these factors, coupled with the traumatic fold, the body functionally disintegrated after being removed from the engine block, making autopsy impossible. Victim Marcus Moskovich, 34 Relationship to previous victim Boyfriend State of corpse Folded four times Location of discovery Located throughout his home's plumbing system Addendum 6794.2 Incident Log Investigation into Marcus Moscovich's affairs revealed that Moscovich's bank account had been receiving regular payments for 17 months from an encrypted address, which he had been using to pay the rent on a small warehouse in Seattle. The remainder of the funds were used to arrange monthly shipping of unidentified construction materials from the warehouse to Seattle's harbor to Shenzhen, China. A fire team from MTF Beta 7, Maz Hatters, was dispatched to investigate the warehouse. Upon arrival, personnel noted the warehouse was filled with small metal containers hooked up to life support equipment and sealed shut. Initial accounts estimated roughly 40 to 50 of such containers. Personnel forced several of the boxes open, revealing each contained a small cube of flesh covered in a tight layer of skin and hair, measuring 8 to 9 centimeters 
and floating in a suspension of a substance later determined to be synthetic amniotic fluid. Personnel reported a soft, high-pitched ejection of air sounding from each of the cubes. Analysis is ongoing. Addendum 6794.3 Evidence Record Recovered from the phone of Sarah Trezune. Sis, are we still on for Sunday? Hello? Did you know the human body can only fold four times? What? Did you know the human body can only fold four times? Did you know the human body can only fold four times? Did you know the human body can only fold four times? But what if you could fold a fifth? Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, join my Discord community, hire me on Fiverr, or help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. Regardless of tier, all patrons get early access to every single episode. The links are in the description. I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. All I do is read. Original authors make this podcast possible, so credit to the original author. Their link's in the description. Show them some love as well. Consider becoming a member of the SCP Wiki. Upvote their work, and maybe write a skip of your own. Maybe I'll read it here someday. You never know, if you never try. The content of this podcast and content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons ShareLight 3.0, and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors. This recording... Being derived from this content is hereby also released under Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0. I'm Grigori Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki. And we try to recommend things for all fans of the Wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply-creative-people. Or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Hey there, this is DJ Skip, host of Foundation After Midnight Radio, coming to you from the only third shift broadcast for personnel by personnel. Be sure to tune in wherever you listen to podcasts to not miss out on containment news and community announcements from within the Foundation.